Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim August 10th 2020 Dars highlights major themes include intention having no baggage when coming to the path an interpretation of number 111 Sheikh Abdullah began by asking the question what's your intention in coming to the path you've already intended this intention of yours and when you come to us we ask you to articulate that intention in order to wake you up in order to stir you we extend our hand to you with the intention of nur and when we give you bay'ah we don't give it to you on the basis of what your tongue expresses but on the basis of what your heart intends out of the path with God's folk with Ahlullah you have to be natural and be yourself and just watch your heart with the ulama you have to watch your tongue so with the people of God be natural be exactly who you are and just watch your heart and when you're with the ulama the exoteric scholars you have to watch your knowledge watch your tongue watch your words there's no need for stilted displays of formalism in front of the sheikh but it's important to renew your intention with each litany that you recite with each word you have to correct it in order to gain ma'rifa and ma'rifa is an infinite ocean direct knowledge and recognition of Allah is infinite if you witness the nur you're witnessing Allah Ta'ala the Prophet says Nuran anni ara when he was asked did you see your Lord he says light I see it or light how could I see it beyond the castles and amorous piers of the gardens the huris there lies the day of increase Yomul Mazid where the encounter with the Lord occurs that's the ultimate intention of the path that's why you have to renew your intention each time because you'll fall short of it then there was a question of an Egyptian faqira who has no background in Sufism and she says I see several verses ayah number 111 from surah 17 the verse goes and say praise be to God who has no child he has no partner in sovereignty nor has he any protector out of lowliness and proclaim his greatness it's the last verse from Surah Al-Isra and then she sees uh, the number 111 written in the sky invoking it after Maghrib and then she sees her name written on it and she tells herself this must be some sort of illusion or imagination and she had no knowledge of Turuq prior to coming to the path and she finds herself drawn to this verse لَمْ يَكُنْ لَهُ وَلِيٌّ مِنَ الذُّلِّ He has no protector or friend out of lowliness the Sheikh comments when you see numbers in a disclosure or your name written in the sky as you did or when you ponder such verses in your heart or your mind the more you, you do so the closer you're drawn to Allah and the more he prepares paths 
on his straight path for you. As for having no background in turuq, what really matters is having a sound intention. The servant's heart must intend the highest intention to pass away and to know one's Lord. It's better to not have a zawiyah or a sheikh in a certain sense before arriving because God then fashions you for himself. He puts you before his wali and your encounter with the wali is for the purpose of grasping what God has given you or what God has bestowed upon you. The Prophet ﷺ says, God gives and I distribute. This distribution or the qisma occurs through the Prophet ﷺ. And the bestowal is from God. And so you come to the wali to, to grasp what has been distributed to you or bestowed upon you from Allah Ta'ala. I repeat the same verses and the same prophetic traditions, the ahadith, and I draw different meanings from them each time. And I want you to work on these verses that I recite, that I cite. If you just realize or verify or grasp one verse of the Prophet or one verse from the Quran, and you work on these and practice them sincerely, God will generate knowledge for you out of these passages from Scripture, from the Hadith, from the Quran, that you had no knowledge of before. He will grant you sciences through them. Rote memorization is not going to benefit in this regard. The types of verses that I usually cite are, for instance, that faith has 70-something branches, or this is God's path, so follow it, or verses about the representations of divine light. These suffice you at the beginning of your path, and through them you grasp all the levels of wayfaring in your age. Then the Sheikh interpreted the number 111. He said 111 features the descent, the tanazzul of number 1 in between two ones or between two determinations. And the sanad, the value of the alif, is 111. If you take alif, you write out alif, you can either write it out as a letter or you spell it out alif, lam, fa. And when you spell it out as a vocable, it gives you the oneness of the names, the oneness of the attributes, and the oneness of the essence. Or you could say tawheed of names, tawheed of sifat, of attributes, and tawheed of that. All the names belong to God, and all attributes belong to one attribute. They're all included within the attribute of nur. And all nur belongs to the singular essence of Allah. And the all-encompassing name Allah is itself La ilaha illallah, the haylala. And when the monotheist adorns himself with the virtue of constancy on the path and divests himself of distractions from the realm of other than God, as-siwa, and he invokes the divine name Allah, he is pronouncing the letters Alif, Lam, Lam, Ha.
which are the equivalent of numerically of 66. 6 plus 6 equals 12 and that's the value of la ilaha illallah the 12 letters of la ilaha illallah and those 12 letters of la ilaha illallah bring you back to alif and the two lambs and the ha Allah Ta'ala describes himself through these three letters alif lam ha in an all-inclusive formula la ilaha illallah which generates all the sciences and which includes the names, the properties, the qualities, the attributes, the acts, and the essence. All of that is contained in La ilaha illallah, which yet remains transcendent, which is included within the name Allah. On our path, we begin with the emphasis on istighfar, asking for forgiveness, because it removes your sins and your other affairs, your distractions, and so on. And you practice lowering yourself and honoring others, thereby removing your obstacles from your path. And when we say you practice astaghfirullah, you're really practicing the negation that's contained within la ilaha illallah. You're practicing the first half of the formula la ilaha illallah. And you attain divine proximity by virtue of the luminous representation, the Mathalun Nur. And that's a divine gift from Allah. And your proximity to that Mathal, to that divine representation, is equivalent to your proximity to the divine names and qualities and presence and essence. And through it, you grasp the divine innermost secret. That's a gratuitous favor from Allah. You don't arrive at it yourself. You cannot attain knowledge of the essence when you start from your non-existence and your darkness. You only arrive at it through and within the nur. Then the Sheikh commented uh, extensively on the meaning of the alif or following what he calls, you follow the path of the alif with love and yearning. Love and yearning is an integral part of the path. And there's no wayfaring or spiritual travel towards ma'rifa, towards divine knowledge, except through the door of love. Your practice, your devotions are like mounts or riding transportation devices these mounts they purify you and your devotions they they purify you from the rust on your heart from the vices of self-admiration pride jealousy and so on however your devotions are not the end they're just a means they're wasila for the purpose of purifying your heart so that you can be accepted by Allah Ta'ala. All of your ibadah, your devotions, are for the purpose of cleaning and preserving the heart through the purity of the nur. And you receive the nur through a sound heart. And the proximity to God is attained through that sound heart if you have perseverance, if you follow the path 
of rectitude and guidance. All this is attained with love. You incline to the love of your beloved, the Lamb of love, the Lamb of love for the Lord, the one who truly yearns and loves his Lord, clears his path and distractions. He removes the distractions in his quest for his beloved, and he passes away in Allah by inclining to the love of his Lord. And this is by virtue of the love that God has for his servant, which precedes the servant's love for his Lord. The Alif yearns for the delimitation of Fana, of that which is passed away, which is you. The Baqi, that which is everlasting, has a love for the Fani, for that which is perishing. The Lord has love for the servant and creates the servant for his own love. The Alif yearns for the servant and inclines toward the servant. It inclines from its vertical state or its verticality and rectitude so that the servant only arrives at the Alif through the Lamb of yearning of love and proximity. This servant who is loved by God and who yearns for Allah walks and eats and drinks. Yet the knower of God beholds a servant of God not just as a corporeal body but as an inblowing of the Spirit of God. It's a taqyid, a delimitation of a cluster of names, attributes, properties and an essence. This is the inblowing the nafkha. We blew in it of our spirit. In other words, we qualified or delimited a cluster of names and attributes and properties of the essence into this human being, into the servant. I blew into him of my ruh. ruhi. I blew into him my knowledge, my commanding nature, amriya, my qualities, these flow through you, not through your elements and through your body. We're speaking here of the delimitation of the names and attributes from the treasury of the essence. The delimitation occurs by virtue of the Alif's love and inclination towards the perishing servant. Thus, the three letters Alif, Lam, Ha come to be and they are formed and you have ilah from which you have Allah in this sense you have certain civilizations of the past like that of Fir'aun and Haman that claim lordship where you have a servant like the Pharaoh who claims lordship for himself they have qualification or delimitation of the names and attributes that they don't ascribe to the inblowing of the spirit 
through the engendering command of the Lord, and so they claim lordship and divinity, thereby qualifying the alif and the lam in the ha. They ascribed the ha of identity ha'ul to themselves and not to their Lord. But if you wish to know your Lord, you have to ascribe this delimitation or the qualities that are delimited to the Lord and then enter through the Lamb so that one realizes that the love of the Alif for the Ha is what stirs the Ha to love the Alif. So then the love repeats itself twice. It's, it's a reciprocal and repeated affair. The Alif is unqualified. It's non-delimited. And it loves the Ha. So it comes under the subjugation of the Ha by virtue of inclining towards it. And the Ha loves to be under the subjugation of the Alif by journeying toward, back towards the Alif. And so you have two loves, one from everlastingness to delimitation, from baqa to taqeed, and the other from taqeed, everlastingness, back to baqa, from delimitation back to everlastingness. The ha is qualified by God's qualification of it. The Messenger والسلام, says, tie it, iqilha. In other words, qualify and condition the attributes and properties of Allah and trust in God and know that the tying or the delimitation is not from you. It's a bestowal from God so that you may have trust in the one who fashioned you for himself and made you receptive of and predisposed toward this delimiting or binding a binding which is a result of the love from God that precedes the servant's love for Allah and it generates love within the servant for Allah and so you praise God for placing you in this station the Shaykh then went back to the numerical value of 66 and what I was able to grasp from it is if you single out the Alif it's 111 independently. With the lamb you have 70 and the other one you have 70. And the ha, and when it's pronounced, it's 5. So he, he explained how 7 times 7 times 140 times 5. In the end he got to the number 1246. So you have the ha, when it's pronounced, it gives you numerical value of 5. Then 7 times 7 is 14, times 5 equals 145. At the end we got to 1246. And he says, deconstructing the name when you pronounce it uh, at the level of al-mastur, when it's written out and vocalized and pronounced. If you recite, therefore, the name 1246 times, you pronounce the divine name Allah. And Shadalis say that we pronounce Allah once and it brings together the reward of pronouncing it 1,246 times. And so in the Shadalis tradition, you invoke a little and attain a lot if you 
want recompense. And for attainment, you just pronounce it once and pass away in divine proximity. Then the Sheikh says, but in wayfaring and spiritual traveling, if you're obsessed with how much or how many times you've recited an invocation, you don't have any share in ma'rifah, in divine knowledge. You just have compensation. Your invocation bears the fruit of reward and compensation. But for those who invoke with the purpose of increasing in divine knowledge through direct witnessing, mushahada, they are seeking God's approval. And they're not searching or looking into these things. They invoke Allah regardless of how much or how long. And they do so out of sincerity. Or they invoke Astaghfirullah or La ilaha illallah with the intention of repenting, turning to God in tawbah, with the intention of seeking His for God's forgiveness and with the intention of passing away in Allah. And their path of invocation is through permission with even to invoke the name. And they see the nur. And this type, they learn wayfaring and the levels of the name in a short amount of time. This is the path. It's the path of elevation or rifah through even permission. And God elevates your saintly aspiration, your himma, in the path uh, towards Lailiyin, towards the higher realms, and you practice visualizing the fourfold representations of light because the light is beyond and greater than the heavens and the earth, and everything in the heaven and, and the earth combined will not give you this mathal because this mathal is the nur of the heavens and the earth that flows through them and it's what manifests the heavens and the earth and all that they contain so to witness the nur is a proximity that is unsurpassed and there is nothing closer to Allah Ta'ala than the mathalun nur and nothing attains it it is the mathal of ilm of guidance, of election, ikhtisas, of adab, of takhalluq, of elevation, created in the form of the all-merciful. This method, you can't put a number on it. It precedes numbers. It's the light of the heavens and the earth before numbers of heavens and earth came to be. And the heavens themselves are qualifications of this ama nurani, this luminous primordial cloud so you have the niche the lamp the glass the planet and the unqualified light of Allah is qualified within these four forms these four methods then the human being comes into existence the nur is the supreme veil and it's where you find guidance and you can't put a number on it this number 111 that you see is a small offshoot of this method of Nur. So don't focus on 111. You have the method. I want you to practice that and work on that. 
Don't focus on something beneath it. Allahumma salli ala Sayyidina Muhammad wa ala ali Sayyidina Muhammad kama sallaita ala Sayyidina Ibrahim wa ala ali Sayyidina Ibrahim wa barik ala Sayyidina Muhammad wa ala ali Sayyidina Muhammad kama barakta ala Sayyidina Ibrahim wa ala ali Sayyidina Ibrahim fil alamin inna ka hamidun majid.